0: everybody how you doing how you living Austin cunningham and justin Trees coming to you today with a jam-packed episode of free agent news the frenzy is here and the crazy part is it all officially starts tomorrow everything is officially going on taking place contracts are being signed and done Trees, i think this is the longest rundown we've ever had dude
1: by far the longest i we're down to the last line in our spreadsheet because it's so full so yes easily the longest um but before we get into that even though we have a loaded show how you doing how's everything going with the family and everything with everything that's going on
0: hey it's going uh i spent today sleeping just feeling bogged down that miller challenge kicked my ass this weekend but hey we're here and I'm ready to roll, dude. I'm ready to talk some football. Good. Glad to hear it. You? How about you? How's your family? How are you? Work? Good?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, yeah, everything's good here. We had a giant earthquake in Utah this morning that woke literally the entire state up. So um, oh. the house was shaking like crazy. Um, was not very fun to wake up to that at 7.10 in the morning. Um, And... Then a lot of just aftershocks throughout the day. So that was a little scary um, just for a lot of people that have not been part of earthquakes. I actually, when my last job, I worked in Mexico City a lot. So I was actually in Mexico City when a lot of those earthquakes were happening two years ago. So for me, I'm like, ah, but my wife was pretty shaken up about it. Um, but yeah, so that that's actually been bigger news around Utah today than the coronavirus for sure.
0: Well, that's pretty big news to me because I haven't heard anything about it. Glad you and Jasmine and your families are safe. No, like nothing else happened with anyone, right? like every everyone's fine. okay. yeah,
1: everybody's fine. A lot of people's houses, like a lot of just everything just fell off their walls, like you know, pictures and whatnot. but uh, no houses or anything got destroyed. so so okay. far, so good. Good. All right. Well, now that now that we've got the serious talk out of the way, yeah,
0: uh, let's get it. <laughs> Let's get into let's get into the actual show. We're gonna have some fun. Watch me mess up here on Tree Civial. Let's see what you got for me today.
1: All right. I am going to do um, two running backs, and I want to see who you, who you would rather have. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, Player A had thirteen hundred and sixteen y- total yards. He had seven touchdowns. He had one fumble, he had uh, 262 total touches, and played 13 games. Player B had 1,424 total yards, 8 total touchdowns, one fumble as well, 313 touches and um thir- 16 games.
0: And 16 games. Okay. So and there this was all last year. This was all last year, correct. Okay. So first off, which
1: player would you rather have?
0: Probably probably player B. I mean, more total yards, more touchdowns, more touches, played every game.
1: Okay. All right. Now let's try to play the game of who these players are, and then we'll mm-hmm. see if you still think that. So uh, your hint for the day is they – actually two hints. One, they're both on their rookie contracts, and two, they're both in the AFC.
0: Okay. Is one going to be Philip Lindsey? No. Fudge. Okay. Um, Kareem Hunt.
1: Not on his rookie contract. And for sure did not have thirteen hundred yards last year. Alright. Nick Chubb. Uh good guess, but no, I think he actually probably had more than that.
0: More yards than that. Okay. Rookie contract and AFC running back wise. Sonny Michel? Nope. So I'm just I'm run, I'm just gonna run through divisions in my head. Singletary. No. No. Okay. Miami. No. No. Let's go AFC North. I already said Chubb. Pittsburgh. James Conner.
1: Not James Conner. Missed too many games.
0: True. Uh, if I, they're not gonna blah, blah, blah. Ravens aren't gonna have any. No. Okay. So let's go out to the west. Broncos already said Philip Lindsay. Correct. Chiefs don't have anyone. Chargers don't have anyone. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is player A. Okay. Wow. Dang it. This is gonna suck because these numbers are gonna seem super skewed now.
1: <laughs>
0: Shit. Okay. So now the AFC South. Leonard Fournette is that player B? It is not. Wow. Derrick Henry. Uh no. Okay, Texans. Are, they didn't have anybody, and then the Colts. Uh, Marlon Mack. Nope. Oh, which team have I missed? You
1: skipped over a team for sure.
0: In the North. Yeah. Son of a gun. <laughs> See, this is where I get myself trapped. I've listed three teams. Yep. Hold on. T- Don't say nothing. Don't say not a freaking word. dealers oh my god joe mixon with the Bengals. joe mixon with the wow. Bengals as player b look yep. at that if i would have thought of the freaking Bengals, son of a gun went through every yep. team i do that if you, you do new to listening i can get i can easily list off three teams in the division and then somehow forget the fourth one it's every yeah. division that happens i don't know why
1: so and obviously you know It doesn't always equal, right, because obviously different teams, different quarterbacks, different offensive lines, everything, right? But um, for how bad that, you know, people thought Joe Mixon was last year and the Bengals were last – and obviously the Bengals were bad. They're the number one overall pick. But Joe Mixon went from two years ago leading the AFC in rushing to this year still having 1,400 total yards and still playing all the games. Yep. He is going to be so good next year when they have an actual quarterback and they have their weapons at wide receiver available.
0: I think, I don't know, dude. They might, they play everyone in their division tough as it is already with how bad they've been. And now, I mean, you bring in Joe Burrow into that mix. Joe Mixon keeps going off. You you keep A.J. Green, who can hopefully stay healthy. And you keep building that offensive line. I mean, they went offensive line early last year as well. Dude, make it happen! Like it would be exciting to see the the Bengals be good.
1: They're taking second in that division next
0: year. Holy shit! You're being serious?
1: I'm I'm being dead serious. If if AJ Green and Joe Burrow stay healthy, they are taking second
0: in that division next year. Behind the Ravens. Behind the Ravens. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Nine minutes into the show, and we're already going hot take here for next season. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's go ahead and head right on into every other team trying to figure out if they can place first or second in their division and make the 17 playoff next year. First team only gets a bye. Jimmy Graham going to the Chicago Bears, a team that we're going to talk about probably quite a bit today. Chicago Bears signed Jimmy Graham two years, $16 million deal. Latrice, do you love it or hate it?
1: Uh, I hate it, actually. I don't think hey, that he's worth eight. Sorry, go ahead.
0: We're going to play that game here i just thought okay. of it right now when we go through I the like rundown it. love it or hate it for the team or the player I okay hate it as well. you and go we're ahead.
1: gonna and we're gonna do this like we'll just go every other this is gonna be great i love this we're this is how this this is how talking football works everybody we decide <laughs> these types of things usually right before we get on but now we're gonna just do it live it doesn't matter love so it. okay so both hate that love it love that we both hate it um randall cobb to the texans three year 27 million dollars
0: I hate it. You had the one of the best receivers in the game, and you're gonna go get an elder receiver who was somewhat felt like non-existent in Dallas, who was pushed out of Green Bay, and you're gonna sign him for nine million dollars a year. Why don't you go trade for another receiver or sign a younger guy?
1: I totally agree. What like Bill O'Brien in his head was like, "Why well, know what's a good idea? Let's not play pay DeAndre Hopkins." The $10 million that he was supposed to get paid so I can pay Randall Cobb $9 million. Yes, I know reports are that he, Hopkins said, I want to make $19 million or I'm not reporting. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, Texans. You actually have to pay good players what they're worth because look at all the other wide receivers. They're, all the top wide receivers are getting paid that type of money, like $16-plus plus million a year. You think you're going to get away with paying DeAndre Hopkins $10 million the entire contract? Get the fuck out of here.
0: Just, I mean, you gotta fire the guy. Like you have to, or you gotta yes. find a general manager that will tell the old Dipple Chin to shut the fuck up and let him do their job. That, that's the only way the Texans are gonna figure it out. If not, if I'm a Deshaun Watson, I'm not re-signing there.
1: No, like they no had way. to make some big changes over the next two seasons to get me to stay.
0: Absolutely. I would say this next season, figure it out this next year, or I'm demanding a trade or not even playing at all. That's fair. Blake Martinez to the Giants. Three-year, th- th- oh my God, three-year, $30 million deal. Uh, I don't know where the childish voice just came from. Three-year, $30 million deal for Blake Martinez to the Giants. Hate it or love it?
1: I actually love it. I actually really liked Martinez for the Packers last year. He did a very good job. Uh I think that the Giants' defensive line, especially up the middle, is better than what the Packers is. So um, I think Martinez is going to be a tackling machine and probably end up with 120-plus tackles this season. So I actually really like this for the Giants.
0: I think that's a good Ogletree replacement, honestly. So good for them. Uh, Go ahead, me. All right, Emmanuel Aug to the Browns. No, he went to Miami.
1: Yeah, he went to Miami. Sorry, from sorry from the Browns. That's my bet on the rundown.
0: No, no, you're good. So, Emmanuel Ogba to the Dolphins, two-year, $15 million deal. Hey, good for this dude, man. At one point, he was the best defensive lineman for the Chiefs last year. Then he goes down with an injury in week 11. Then the Chiefs defense kind of figured it out from there and went on to win a Super Bowl, as you all, of course, know. But Emmanuel Agubar, man, he was quietly a, a part of the reason that defense was kind of got off to the right foot there at that point of the year. It hurt to see him go down, but I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy that he got paid in Miami and is seeing what Miami's building. Look out for next season as well.
1: Yeah. I actually love this for the Dolphins. Like, not even for the player. Like, that is a heck of a deal for the Dolphins to get him for under $8 million per season. Um, very, very good deal for the Dolphins. Very smart signing. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, next, Kendall Fuller to the Redskins for four years, $40 million. So basically going back, right? Because that's he was part of the deal for Alex Smith.
0: Yeah, um, and it was kind of an awkward trades position for him because he didn't think he was being traded. And then he was. I honestly kind of expected him to make more money for whatever reason. I was thinking kind of an $11, 12000000 million range. But you go back to where you started – uh, good for him, good for that defense, and good for Ron Rivera, man, to just kind of start building that team. He's got a good head on the shoulders. He stays out of trouble, and he's a good ball player.
1: Yeah, Um. and see, I even thought 11 or 12 was low. I thought he would be in that $13, $14 million range um, with how much you knew that uh, Byron Jones was going to make and, mm-hmm. and uh, James Bradbury. I thought that Kendall Fuller was kind of like that cornerback three four area in free agency and with the reports are that a lot of the gms are not liking this class this cornerback class in the draft i thought some of these guys were going to make more money so um yeah i think i i find it interesting that he went back to the redskins i really I do,
0: do i do too i it's kind of interesting i feel like if they trade you away i get it i I don't know though hey to each their own note you're a millionaire that's generational wealth right there good for you dude
1: yeah 100 um the big one was robert quinn uh to the bears so before i get into the numbers here they also released floyd uh their first round pick from 2016 um so they released him so they didn't have to pay him as his fifth year option and then uh Sign Robert Quinn, five years, $70 million.
0: Hey, that's a lot of money, and this is a guy who's just been kind of bouncing around the league the last couple years on a one-year deal or being traded, just kind of in the mix of stuff. So glad for him to find a home and consistency. And him on the other side of Khalil Mack, hey, these dudes are going to make some noise in the north, especially with what we're about to get to here in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um I actually think that's a little bit overpaying for him. I, I really? Honestly, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was good in Dallas last year once he came off of the suspension and stuff, but I don't know. Like that just seems to me that just seems like a lot of money. Um, what is that like 13 million a year or so, something like that in that area? Um, I don't know. I just there's something about it that like five years seems like a long time for his age right now. Uh, I guess I'd have to kind of look into, like, is, I mean, if a lot of the money's at the end of the contract, maybe that's a fantastic deal for the Bears. But um, you're right, like, they're going to make tons of noise, especially, you know, pressuring the quarterback. So, I mean, they obviously needed another guy. So there's nothing wrong with the Bears doing that. I just, I felt like they had other needs elsewhere on this team that they could have spent that money more wisely.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We'll see Teddy Bridgewater landing with the Panthers. Three years, $60 million a year, $20 million annually. Good for you, Teddy B. Kind of going off our last episode, though, we pretty much said that the Panthers want to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Is that still the mindset with Teddy Bridgewater? And then where the hell are you? Where's Cam Newton going? Are you trading him, eventually releasing him? Where's, what's the point in all of this?
1: Uh, they for sure are not tanking for Trevor anymore. You're not paying a quarterback $20 million a year um, to just tank and just sign a new guy next year. I don't, like it, That just doesn't seem right. So um, what they're going to do with um, Cam Newton? I have no idea. Like there is no spots open. There's nothing open at this time. Like, so Cam's going to be in a tough spot. Um, Jameis Winston's in a very, very tough spot. Um, so we'll we'll get we'll dive into that in a, in a little bit, but um, good for Teddy like getting going somewhere that you you know you're gonna be the guy um and making making your money, man like he's been jumping around now like from the Vikings to the Saints, so it's good for him to get this opportunity.
0: Yeah, seriously though, I mean, good for these guys to kind of get everything lined up. Corey Littleton. Kind of a hot name in our book, last episode, on where he might go. A lot of our kind of free agent landing spots and where some of these guys might go. We had Corey Letterton potentially to a lot of spots. And I don't recall if we ever said to the Raiders. I don't remember if we did or not. Did we, choose I went back and listened. So our actual
1: episode that we broke down the AFC West, we didn't, but the episode previous to that, we did say, oh, you know, cause the Raiders are going to be looking, they have two first round picks. They're probably going to be looking at Littleton if they don't want to draft uh, Kenneth Murray. So we did say that, yeah. um, you know, that's not very hot take. I mean, a lot of people kind of thought Raiders were going to be a good choice for him because they just need linebackers so badly. Um, I think it's a fantastic deal for the Raiders. $12 million for him. I think he's going to be a stud um they now have all these options during the draft like not having to worry about linebacker early mm-hmm. Like they can go wide receiver and they can go up hell they could go quarterback i know that i mean we'll get into that but like they could go quarterback in the draft like it'd be interesting to see what happens
0: it's going to be nice to uh whoever kind of maybe started that conversation and that topic and maybe kind of put some pieces together there
1: within What'd
0: it. But uh, Ryan Shazier appears on the retired list. Uh, is he quietly just going to kind of step out of the NFL? Uh, you, hate the way to see, to, you hate to see the way that his career ended. I mean, what it could potentially have been. This was a dude who really kind of struck a fear into a lot of opposing offenses with how well he was doing on this Steelers defense. But, man, if he can retire and he can walk off onto that on his own power, then good for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you hope nothing for the best. You just hope that, you know, everything, you know, he just continues to improve and improve on his walking and everything where he can hopefully live just a normal life. So uh hope for the best for him, absolutely. Yep. Um Jalen Mills back on a one year deal to the Eagles. Um what 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 are your thoughts on that one?
0: I mean, I like it. I don't know if I love it. It's Glad to have a year, a guy come back to your own team for a one-year prove-it deal, but I feel like you've lost a lot of your secondary already. I mean, there's another name that we're going to probably get to here in a little bit. Like, you moved on from Jenkins. Is Michael Mills kind of the solution for that? Just Where are you at, personally, Treese? Because I just don't, I think, like, you need more help here, and signing a guy to a one-year deal, I guess, is a good deal for you.
1: Yeah, for me, it's, like, great. You you have somebody that can be a leader on that defensive backs, and... He's not fantastic, but he's not bad. Like he's a good feeling guy. Like he could, you could have him playing and you could feel comfortable with it. So, um, and it's good for him for a one year deal, like a prove it deal. And maybe he can make more money next year. So, uh, I like it overall. And I think the Eagles know they have a lot of help or they need a lot of help on the, uh, DBs. So might as well have somebody that knows that knows that room pretty well.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Joe Schobert goes to the Jaguars. A huge five-year, fifty-three million dollar deal. Do you like this pairing? I love this pairing. <laughs> I
1: absolutely love this pairing. It's almost like somebody has been saying, "Want to know what the Jags need? They need a middle linebacker to move Miles Jack back to the wills, will, weak side linebacker." If only somebody has been saying that for a whole year now on, on if, a certain
0: podcast. Just if only someone was.
1: Yeah. Um, but in reality, though, like I think it's great. Like they're paying him $11 million a year. I mean, that's pricey over five years. But like he is a stud, stud, stud. At tackling, reading the defenses. What I'm excited for is when they do get into a 4-3 normal set. And they'll probably have Quinn and William, or, uh, Quentin Williams on the other side, uh, Quentin Williams' brother, and then they have Miles Jack there. Like those guys are just freak athletes. If you have somebody in the middle, kind of like how Puzz was in the year that they went to the AFC championship game. Yep. Like it was him just doing everything and just saying, telling Telvin Smith and Miles Jack, it's going here. Just use your freak athleticism to get there. Like that's that, that was Puzz's job. And now that's going to be Schobert's job, but Schobert is just a better player than what Puz was at that point in his career. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he's better than Puz in his overall career because Puz was amazing, but, um, I think it's great for this defense. You're, you got your two linebackers now. Um, you know, you get some key pieces because we'll get more into it, but clearly again, they're probably in tank mode. Um, but if you have some pieces in place, for your run after you uh, get all these draft picks. Let's see what happens.
0: So do you think Telvin Smith comes back? No, I don't. Still no. Still no.
1: Like they have not – from last I saw, which was about a month ago, they haven't. They hadn't talked to him in months. So um, I don't think that is. And if he does come back, I would not be surprised if they just try to trade him. <laughs> Even for like a seventh-round pick, sixth-round pick. Just be like, oh, let's just move on. Like, we don't want to deal with that. I mean, he has like a, I think he's around a $10 million salary as well. So um, that would be a lot of money to your three linebackers. So I think that you just open up more cap space there and somebody would take him because he's a freak and he is very, very good. Right. So, um, and Jags are clearly okay with loading up with the middle round draft picks right now, which I'm all for.
0: Boy, they got a ton of them right now. Jordan Howard goes to the Miami Dolphins' two-year, $10 million deal. I kind of like it. I kind of love it. I don't know who else you really have at running back at this point in time if you're the Dolphins. Let's go ahead and get a power hose guy in here. Let's put the ball, run it down to your throat. We'll figure out our quarterback situation. Probably take another one in the draft similar to what happened to him last year Excuse me, with the Eagles or the Bears, whatever team you want to count them to. I have a feeling the Dolphins do the same thing, but for Jordan Howard, man, I love it. Good for you, dude.
1: I think this is fantastic, and you just stole exactly what I was going to say. Dolphins are going to do exactly what the Eagles did last year. Second-round pick, a stud running back will fall to them, just like how Miles Sanders did, and they draft him. Howard, you're the guy at the start, and just as the year goes on, the rookie probably gets more and more looks. But Howard is going to be that goal-line guy, and you're going to get going. So mm-hmm. I I think it's a great, another great signing for the Dolphins. They're that doing Meiser- fantastic.
0: The visor in South Beach is going to look pretty sick, dude.
1: Yes, it is. 100%. (laughs) You get like Ricky Williams visions back Mm -hmm. in your head?
0: A little bit. A little bit.
1: Absolutely. All right. The next one, which I thought was one of the bigger news in the last two days, which is Malcolm Jenkins being released from the Eagles and then goes and signs back with the Saints on a four-year $35 million deal. This is something that Sean Payton... I think it was last year or the year before was like our one regret in this whole like era is we let Malcolm Jenkins walk. It was a big mistake on our organization. We wish we didn't do it. Now they get him back, which is fantastic for the Saints.
0: I mean, that secondary is deadly, dude. Like if they all stay healthy, is that kind of one of the best secondaries in the league?
1: Um, so they're gonna need another corner, right? Because Eli Apple just left. Oh, lapsed. that's right. So, but but the combination of Lattimore and Jenkins, and then if they get Von Bell also could leave, he's a free agent right now, so that kind of matters. But like th- that two combo is fantastic. Yes.
0: Damn, good for them. Good for Jenkins. Vic Beasley goes to the Titans. Uh, I don't believe we have a contract yet listed for that. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess I kind of like it. Good for the Titans. You know, maybe kind of just throw somewhat of like a, hey, let's see if this just kind of works for us. Had a one-year wonder in Atlanta. Not so much after that. Come to the Titans, work with Mike Rabel, maybe help out this defensive line who was quietly pretty good last season as well.
1: Yeah, and so I do know it's a one-year deal, but I didn't see how much it was, so that's why it's empty there. Um, Meh, I, I just don't know. Like, I just... You wonder how it's go- how he's going to fit in with that defense, and obviously, like, Frable is a very, very smart guy, and he'll you know get him motivated. So I'm sure he- I'm sure be- Beasley will come in and get seven sacks, something like that.
0: Which isn't bad on a one year deal. It's,
1: it's not yeah. bad, right? So like it's just like yeah, it's like he's going to come in, he's going to make plays. You're not getting this twelve sack, thirteen sack guy. Like it's a yep. seven sack guy, and like they're probably going to be happy with it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, The big one, one of the biggest ones, Phillip Rivers to the Colts. One year, $25 million.
0: Hey, uh, if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, you're going to love this guy. You thought you had Jacoby Brissett in that locker room talking noise, you know, kind of a different atmosphere, a different mindset than what Andrew Luck had. Wait till this dude walks in the building. That number 17 hits the field. You had 18. Wait till 17 steps in. This dude is going to be talking a lot. And to see him in that division is going to be a lot of fun. I think the Colts should kind of – I don't think they should. I think they are in kind of a win-now mode. I mean, they just traded the 13th pick away for Buckner. You go sign a veteran quarterback. You get another receiver in this deep class. Uh We've seen what they can do drafting guys late or mid round that kind of, you know, somehow put production on the field for you. This is good for the Colts, man. I love it. And I'm happy for Rivers, too, because he's going to be in a good spot with a good front office and a good coaching staff.
1: Are the Colts the favorite in the AFC South to you right now?
0: Uh, After seeing what the Texans just did, yeah. The Colts, or the Titans, excuse me, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to reproduce what they did last year unless Tannehill just goes the fuck off you know unless they just unless he's in the right spot and the play calling is just perfect for them uh the Jaguars I think it's really going to depend on Minshew that would be the team I'm worried about is Minshew going off with of that receiver core with DJ Shark you're tied in coming back healthy Leonard Fournette you rebuilding the offensive line in the draft we already see that you're trying to rebuild your defense while trading it away you have a shit ton of picks so you're doing something with it I think the Jaguars are going to be better than you think next year, dude. So, in my mind, it comes down to the Colts and the Jaguars next year.
1: Yeah, you, you're you very high on the Jags for some reason. I fully expect them to be fighting for the number one overall pick. Um, I also really think they-
0: they're going to be that bad. Yes. With Leonard Fournette, DJ Shark, and Gardner Minshew, who just continued to help them win games late in, like, just late in games last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't trust that Fournette will stay healthy. Last year was the first year ever in his career that he stayed healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that there's going to be some real magic with Minshew and Chart. Like, I really do. I think that they will be great. Um, And that's kind of what I think that offense is. And the defense, I just don't think is very special at this point anymore. I think that they are going to be. I think they'll be good at stopping the run, which is funny because they were so bad at it last year that I think they'll be really good at stopping the run, and then they're just not going to be able to stop the pass. So that's my opinion there. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, but I do think the Colts are the favorites in the AFC South, uh, and I don't really think it's that close, actually, just because I don't know if I trust the Titans to do what they did last yeah. year. Um, I think they go back to that like kind of classic 8-8 eight and eight Colts – or sorry, 8-8 eight titans and then the colts end up finding a way to win 9 10 games and figure it out we'll see after the draft let's see let's see what they do but i really like what they did with buckner and then this offense i think paris campbell really starts to thrive in this offense with philip Rivers. so we'll see how that goes um moving on though uh jason witten to the raiders one year 4.75 million
0: i hate it like just fucking retire dude
1: it just, makes no sense, dude. They retired. already have they already have Waller. Like this doesn't this doesn't make any sense to me.
0: It, I don't know how it helps you, like, at all. Because you have Foster Moreau and Waller and then yeah. you throw in this old fart. For yeah. One year under five like Jason Witten, that's not even good for you. Yeah. Go get back it, in a booth.
1: He knows he's not getting back in the booth. <laughs> at all. I don't think anybody wants back in the booth yikes that's tough too it is um yeah I, I to me it just doesn't make a lot of sense they're they already have good tight ends unless they have some sort of deal like come in here and teach these guys and then you might become a coach for us next year unless there's that sort of deal then sure but that's to me it just doesn't un- yeah uh dark was denard signing with the jags uh former cincinnati Bengals cornerback uh to me it's it's depth there. You need it, obviously, with Boye leaving. So um, it's interesting, though, because uh, Denard played mostly in the slot. And Jags already have a very, very good slot cornerback in DJ Hayden. Uh, so it's a little bit interesting, but it does sound like they are going to move Denard to the outside. So that's a could be a little worrisome that like you're moving him to somewhere that he hasn't played a ton in his career. So that's interesting to me. But before we move on to that, the Jags, I was just looking. And I actually tweeted this out today. They have one player on their team that's 30 years old. Everybody else is in their 20s.
0: Who's in the 30s?
1: A backup lineman. <laughs> so like, that's how young this team is getting. It's crazy. Damn.
0: They I mean so, they were already kind
1: of young before, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And now they just I mean think about it. They've now got rid of Foles, Campbell. I mean, boy, it was 28, so he's not really that old. But still, like getting rid of uh, Marcel Darius, uh, just got rid of all these guys that were in their 30s. So interesting to see there. Um, Another guy that actually there was big rumors that the Jags were trying to sign him, this guy that we're about to talk to. But the Bengals, who we've also said is their defensive line is fantastic, just got stronger. in DJ Reader, former Texan. Four-year, $53 million, and I love this for the Bengals.
0: Me too. I love it. Now, I mean, it's pretty clear what they're going to do in the draft. Quarterback, linebacker, probably secondary.
1: Yep, exactly. So uh, super excited about this Bengals defensive line. I think they're going to cause havoc for sure. So uh, really big fan of that uh brian bulaga to the chargers uh obviously an older guy but getting just better offensive linemen it's almost like phil rivers is like what the hell why didn't you guys do this when i was around but um good for the chargers chargers low-key have had one of my favorite free agencies this this year they've been fantastic
0: really i think so wow Kind of a hot take there a little bit for your favorite free agent. Uh, I would have to go with the Dolphins, honestly, if I'm going with anyone at this point. But I think after seeing what the Chargers have done, it almost seemed like it was a better setup for Tom Brady to go to an offensive line, a running back to pass to receivers that you can trust, a defense that is ready to go. Instead, he goes to Tampa Bay. Is this like, is this officially official Tom Brady to Tom, Tampa Bay? Or is this kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, we seen your head coach do the same thing with the Colts, and then he went back. I know he's not going back to New England, but is there a possibility that we do see him go elsewhere, or are you dead set on he's Tampa?
1: I have a hard time believing that he's going to go somewhere other than Tampa, but sure. I mean, he has, he has not said that he's going to Tampa, mm-hmm. and he's obviously not signed anywhere so yeah sure there's always that possibility but it sounds like Tampa offered him 30 million dollars a year so I'm sure he's like these weapons nice Florida sun 30 million dollars count me in
0: Yep, I was just kind of throwing some bullshit out there anyways (laughs) to see how you react uh but Tom Brady to Tampa it's it's weird to say that TB12 is in TB like that's just weird dude
1: it's very weird, but um, even even how beautiful Tom Brady is, he can't make those uniforms look any better. So they better – their new uniforms that they're supposed to break out next month, hopefully, uh-huh. they, uh, hopefully they're really a lot better.
0: They're probably not. I mean it's hard That's, to uh, make – like you probably uh, could make it look cool. It's going to be hard to do.
1: It is. Um, is it just a lock that Monday night week one it's going to be Tampa Bay at New Orleans?
0: at New Orleans yeah what makes you think that
1: uh be, just because it seems like the Saints always have like a primetime game week one and now you get a division Monday night game Breeze versus Tom Brady sure ma- sure maybe it's at Tampa but I just think that ESPN loves going to the Superdome like they just love it like yeah. it's just like good atmosphere so um that's why I said that uh, but I 100% believe that that's going to be the Sun or Monday night
0: game. That makes sense. We might as well just go ahead and scratch it in there right now is one of your predictions <laughs> that you're freaking right on. Trey Boston <laughs> is staying in Carolina with the Panthers' three-year $18 million deal. I love it. I think this is good for Trey Boston, good for the Panthers. Unsure of what your team's going to be like this next year. Let's keep a guy in on it. We know how he's going to play and how he's going to do in the system. Let's make it happen with Trey Boston.
1: Yeah, it's a great signing. Uh, he's been low-key fantastic. Not a lot of uh, people talk about him, but he's he's been good ever since he left from uh, Arizona over there. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Jared McCoy to the
0: Cowboys. I really, really like this. I do, too. I just never thought it. I don't know. I just don't see Jared McCoy in a Cowboys uniform. I know that might sound a little silly, but – I know you hear some guys' name and where they've played and how they've played and you just don't see him potentially going to this team. Him to the Cowboys, it's good for them, good for their interior defensive line, good for Lawrence as well. Yes. But I don't know, man. Do you, is, uh, good for him. I guess I like it. I don't know if I love it. I definitely don't hate it. It's just awkward. Yeah. Uh
1: I guess his son is going to Oklahoma University and playing or something like that.
0: I didn't know he had a son that old.
1: Me either um i i don't know if he's like actually playing i think he might still like be in like high school and stuff and still just going through i don't think he's actually at oklahoma but he's committed there i think is what i heard what i read
0: which is i'll have to look into that
1: yeah which is crazy because or maybe it was somebody else and i just mixed up the two names because i'm like that seems like a super old dude for somebody that's like he's like 32 right now i mean that would make and if he was in junior high 13 i guess that's yeah, that seems way too young. Maybe I'm mixing up two players.
0: I would say I you are.
1: <laughs> I'm probably, I probably am. Now I gotta look it up. But anyways, yeah. this dude um, had a kid in seventh grade. <laughs> no, that because that would be like that'd be like 19-ish for him. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Danny Shelton to the Lions. Just another New England player going to the Lions. Uh, that's about like four of them this offseason, It feels like. And um. <clears throat> This is the one that I like out of all of them that have gone to the Lions. I actually like oh, really? this for the interior of the defense. They obviously, like, obviously lost Snack Harrison. So uh, two year eight million dollars chump change. So get somebody that can come in and clog up the middle of the uh the run game. So I actually do like this one.
0: Well, good for the Lions. I'm just I'm in a hard spot now where I believed in Patricia for so long that he was gonna make it happen. Now it's just like why are you going and getting guys that were already in New England? Like, go find your own guys and make this happen. That's kind of where my mindset's at. Jarrell Casey traded to the Broncos. Treese initial thoughts on this trade. Do you love it or hate it?
1: I love it because I think the Titans got fucked over and <laughs> good for the Broncos. A seventh round pick is all it took. This dude's been a multiple-time pro bowler and – has been the leader of that defense for a very long time. Uh, Why only a seventh rounder? I have no idea, but I think that's going to hurt their defense a lot.
0: (laughs) And what do we say about the Titans?
1: Uh, Fuck the Titans.
0: There it is. And Treese, I mean, dude, you're not done talking here. Your team is up. They made the trade that you've been predicting and asking for. Let's hear the live thoughts from Justin Treese.
1: Yeah, Nick Foles to the Chicago Bears um, for a fourth round pick. So let me get this straight. The Jaguars are able to, one, sign a very, very bad free agency deal in 2019, like all-time bad, Um, and then the next year realize how bad it was and get away with it and get a draft pick in return. Um, Dave Caldwell, hey, good job, bud. Like, that is fantastic. That might be your best move you've ever made. Like, fantastic. Uh, Yes, they are paying $18 million of his salary this year. Yes, they are. But you wonder what? They're still, They that still saves them $4 million, just under $4 million this year. So you're saving $4 million. You only have to pay him for one year. And then years three and four of that contract, it's the Bears' problem, not yours. Uh, And, oh yeah, Gardner Minshew's making like, two hundred thousand dollars this year so it's not that big of a hit that's basically saying your quarterback room is worth 19 million dollars right now so um I love it super excited you couldn't go into next year with a 22 million dollar backup uh there would be just too much tension all year anytime Minshew messed up people would be calling for foals and back and forth uh basically exactly what happened last year so um I think it's fantastic and again, another draft pick for the Jags. They're up to 12 for this upcoming draft, and they still have Yannick on the roster of what are you going to do there. So overall, huge fan. You actually broke the news to me. I was not on Twitter at that moment. You got, I got the text from you, and you're the one that told me that this actually happened.
0: I'm surprised that you hadn't seen it, or at least nothing of the sort. I was happy for you. Uh, I think this is a good move by the Bears. Bears fans seem somewhat excited. Some don't. I asked the question after the news report, would you rather have Derek Carr or Nick Foles? And a lot of people said Nick Foles, which kind of caught me by surprise. A Raiders fan was even like Nick Foles is better than Derek Carr, which caught me by a huge surprise because I don't think that's right at all. But, hey, Nick Foles in Chicago, man, that helps that team out. The Jaguars out from underneath that contract. Like Tree said, a fantastic move to finally not fuck up something, to kind of unfuck it uh good for them to do that linval joseph signs with the chargers on a two-year 17 million dollar deal coming from the vikings and this is good for the chargers you get a veteran guy to just plug up the middle and take up some space two-year 17 million dollar deal i think that's somewhat of a fair price as well for a guy who's showing the ability to plug up the middle so Treese, do you love it or hate it
1: i love this i think it's a I mean, just an, I obviously said Chargers were one of my favorite free agents um, hold this whole week for them. And this is part of it. I think it's a great, great middle of the defense. You put him in the middle and you still got your two stud uh, edge rushers. Sign me up.
0: Yep. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. signs to the Atlanta Falcons for a three year, $48 million deal team that we didn't think had much money somehow scrapes this up to make it happen i think this is a good fit for them
1: it's a it's a great fit right obviously dan quinn was his his defensive coordinator in college when he was at florida so he knows him uh fowler obviously did fantastic last year for the rams uh had 11 and a half sacks so uh, great great for them i think that this falcons team knows that their offense is going to be good it's just find ways to create havoc on the defensive side and uh, Fowler can do that. So, uh, am I going to get suckered into the Falcons again this year? Uh, probably we'll find out. <laughs> um, sorry, before we move on though, I did just look it up cause I didn't know if I was crazy or not. Uh, Jared McCoy's son did commit to Oklahoma. So he does have a son old enough to, uh, commit to a, a college. How old is he? Does it say? Uh, he committed five days ago. So he's clearly in, um, high school. So Shoot. Yep. Damn, yeah. I guess I didn't realize He's he was senior, that old. Senior in, senior in high school. Holy shit. Yep. Huh. What well, would you look at that? Um, who's <laughs> that?
0: Uh, yeah. Wowzers.
1: All right. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. You're good. Uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, we talked about him earlier getting released from the Bears. Uh, he signs with the Rams. For a one-year, $13 million deal. Basically saying we can't pay Fowler long-term this money. We can find somebody for one year, and then we're basically going to have to try to find somebody in the draft with one of our later-round picks because we don't have early-round picks. Um, good signing for a one-year deal. Um, good for Floyd to make that type of money back. And um, Rams, they dude, they lost so much. like So much. OK, honest question. Even though the Rams, if we were at seven games uh, or sorry, seven teams in the playoffs, they would have been the seventh team in the NFC. But do the Rams finish last in their division next year?
0: I think it's going to be close, dude. Like I it's the 49ers are going to get better. They have a 13th pick in the fucking first round next this season. So okay. they have what two first rounders? Yep. Their offense was already stellar. Their defense is kind of losing some guys, but they'll be fine. Yep. The freaking Seahawks.
1: If They're going to probably win the They're division.
0: they're always going to win. And the Cardinals, we've seen what they're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm bringing that up. I could easily see the Rams taking last in that division. But the weird thing is, I easily could see them going on this huge run and then taking first in the division.
0: I don't I don't see that. I can't see it.
1: Like I could, like I could see McVeigh doing something, but I think it's far more likely that they take last than first, but I'm just saying, I think we can't just throw them under the bus completely.
0: That's which I tend to do at times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, uh, Chris Harris signs with the Chargers on a two year, $20 million deal. Um, This defensive backfield is nasty. You have Desmond King, you have Hayward, you now have Harris, you have um, James. Sorry, James. And then who's the rookie that they got last year? Adderley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Nasir Adderley. So, like, just Studley.
0: I mean, it's just only if they had a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, damn, you just rebuilt your offensive line. Those guys are hopefully coming back healthy next year. And uh, you have Tyrod Taylor, at quarterback. Yeah. You hate to fucking see it. Chris Harris, though, to the Chargers. I don't know if I love that. I don't hate it. I don't know if I love it. I There were a lot of talks of him joining up with Tyron Matthew in Kansas City. Probably wasn't going to happen due to the amount of money he got paid. But just to stay in division and go to the Chargers, I guess you go from, Colorado, you go from Denver to L.A. Hell of an upgrade there, though.
1: Yeah, definitely a better uh, lifestyle for most people. I mean, some people really like the, the snow and mountains, but um, yeah. so for me, I really, really like it. I think that they understand how deadly obviously the Chiefs offense is and they have to do whatever they can do to slow them down. And their idea is have guys that can, you know, rush the passer and then obviously cover it. So yeah. But they obviously have to understand Tyra Taylor is not going to win it for you. He will not beat Patrick Mahomes. No. So most likely, do they go with a rookie next year? Do they end up going with somebody at pick six and just saying, let's do what we can?
0: I think you go get Cam Newton.
1: I mean, if they went and got Cam Newton, this would be a legit threat. Very much so. So what if they got Jameis Winston?
0: No, I was going to, I was thinking that let him, let him have it. You know what? Side Jameis. Let Tyron Matthew get three interceptions a fucking game. Yeah. um, That
1: one's, that's just going to be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. I, I think I'm more interested at that quarterback spot now than anyone else. Anyone else, even the Dolphins, which will be very interesting to see if they trade up and what they do. Um, But Chargers, you got you got some decisions to make for sure. Yep. Um Desmond Trufant, right before we started recording, signs with the Lions. He officially got released today. I I mean news broke the other day, but he officially got released today. And then two year twenty one million dollars. So very good deal. Um but why I brought this up is immediately after I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter yet, but Darius Slay. Yep got on and said congrats hopefully this now moves my trade up quicker
0: damn okay i didn't get to read the tweet i just had an update for bleacher report that said darius slay wants to be traded i didn't realize he went that fucking savage on it he did (laughs) jesus brother yeah so um
1: very interesting there uh I don't know what's going to, like, obviously he's going to get traded, but, um, sorry, I'm reading this. I do love Lions fans. I repeat, I do love Lions fans. Y'all are the best. That's after he tweeted out this. Yeah. Congrats to my guy. Hope that speeds up my trade process. <laughs> That's the exact quote. Holy um, shit. <laughs> I want to know what happens here. Um, <laughs> Who, who's gonna trade for him? Like somebody, like he's gonna obviously want another deal. What's gonna happen here? We've already
0: kind of talked about this. Eagles are part trade with Todd Gurley and the Rams. It's
1: true. It's true. So we've we've liked, talked like about the,
0: it. It's what started all of it.
1: I like both of them. I really like the Eagles. When speaking of Eagles, did you see that they almost got Hopkins? Yeah. And then they
0: backed out. Well, probably because Bill O'Brien just didn't know how to answer the fucking phone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. uh, uh, I'm talk. I can't talk to two birds at once. What do I? What do I? Uh, here's the trade, Cardinals. I accept. <laughs>
1: no Most likely, that.
0: how that happened. Yeah.
1: I mean, could you imagine that that offense with Hopkins? Oh, that would be awesome. But um. But now maybe they have that trade capital to be able to go and get slay. They're they're going to desperately need it. Um they just need they need help on that defense if they're going to make that run. So, um yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh Michael Pierce signed a 3-year deal with the Vikings uh after they lost Joseph, they got to bring in another guy and obviously with all the signings that the Baltimore Ravens have done, Pierce was the odd man out. So um, good for him for getting with another contender. And the Vikings, good for you for getting another vet after you lose somebody. So uh, I like it. Good for good for them. Um, I still think they need to go that position during the draft at some point to try to stay younger at that spot. But uh, overall, good for the Vikings if they want to try to make another push.
0: Yep, and I love it. I do love that as well. Uh, Whitworth is the highest non-quarterback player over the age of 35 to sign a contract for $30 million. Signs back with the Rams for the left tackle. Why the hell are you spending money on a 35-year-old left tackle? <laughs> um, if you, if you have the money to spend, why the hell are you doing that on left tackle here?
1: yeah I mean they obviously needed lineman help very badly, but I don't know if that's the guy so um he was really bad last year yeah I just yeah that, that one's rough that one for sure is rough there um i I don't get it the Rams they made like all these in, very interesting moves and ones that I do like but then they make these type of ones that you're just like <laughs> why <laughs> why is this the, the decision you're making? Um, again, though, but are they in such a tough spot that they had no choice? They They, like, no, no other offensive linemen are going to go there. Like, do they have to just stick with what they have?
0: Yep. No draft picks. Um, I don't think we've seen this though. The Cleveland Browns signed Carl Joseph to one year deal from the Raiders. Carl Joseph is now Cleveland Brown. Where the hell are the Cleveland Browns getting this money to sign these guys? I thought they didn't have any.
1: I, no, they had they had a decent amount, um, but why why Carl Joseph? I mean, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: Well, they lost Eric Murray, who they had in a trade, which I think they converted back to a safety.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just
0: I don't I don't love that.
1: I don't. Carl Joseph, he, he was benched <laughs> in Oakland. I don't know. Yikes. Not my favorite. I mean,
0: everyone got benched in Oakland, bro. Uh,
1: accurate, very, very accurate there. So, um, all right, cool. I mean, that's chaotic. That that's all what's happened in basically the last thirty six hours since we were first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's going and to be so it. much more.
1: Yeah, there's so much more, right? Like, there's a lot of like glue guys that we just didn't talk about. Like, these were just like the bigger name. Guys that everybody wants to hear about. So um, that's crazy. Uh, I'm excited for next episode. We're going to be able to dive deeper into some other names. So let's get into – before we sign off here, let's talk about the defensive ends though. So Clowney, uh, reports are he's just been going to everybody and saying, I want $20 million a year. And literally everybody said, cool, we're not giving you $20 million a year. We're probably in that $17 million a year. They're like, you get, 15, you get 15 and a half at franchise tag. We're talking 17, 18, what we're interested in. And that's basically from the reports, multiple teams have said the exact same thing to him. <clears throat> so, oh, one, what happens? Where does he go at that? Does somebody finally just say, we'll pay you $19 million, and then he finally just says, okay, I'll take it? And then two, what does that mean for Yanni Ngakwe? Because as we all know, like the Jags last offseason were offering him $18 million a year, um, 17 and a half to be exact, actually. Um, they were offering him 17 and a half, and he said no. And he – I think he thought I'm one of those people. I thought he was easily going to get $20 million a year. Yeah.
0: I mean similar with Chris Jones. Said he wanted $18 million, The Chiefs offered him seventeen five, and he said no. So if these guys aren't getting holy shit, I mean it's hard. It's going to be hard to accept anything less than twenty after seeing what Buckner signed for. Exactly, as an right, interior defensive lineman.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be interesting because with <laughs> you and I talked about this on the through text, not on the podcast. Uh huh. I'm like, what if the Jags just offer him like this ridiculous money, and they just go, Yannick, we'll we'll pay you twenty two million dollars.
0: There ain't no way they do that.
1: There's not. I don't think there is either. But, like, what if, right? And it's just like, okay, like, we're about $4 million a year more than anybody. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, he he talks about how money is super important to him right now, like, because he basically hasn't made anything in his career, being a third-round pick. Like, he's like, uh-huh. I need to, like, make up for that. Um. You wonder, but like he can't go back to the Jags after tweeting out that he doesn't want to be there and stuff like that. Like he can't make that call.
0: That might be one of those situations where you look back and in your eye you're saying, yes, but your pride is going to be like, you can't do it. Yeah,
1: for sure. So that would be interesting. I still think
0: somebody – I think Yanni probably
1: stays on the Jags roster until draft day. And then I think somebody's I, like, yeah. hey, all these edge rushers are gone. We have to make this move. And then I, even though people know he wants out, I still think they get a first-round pick out of him.
0: Similar to like the Frank Clark situation with the Chiefs exactly. in Seattle. Exactly. Yep. So that'll be interesting. I think that's when he ends up with the Giants.
1: So if he ends up with the Giants, that would be their second-round pick pick 36 or whatever it is 36 37 wherever they're at i i would take that
0: yep
1: so all right um so we got another week we'll do some more i mean there's obviously going to be more signings that we'll be talking about but starting next week we're going to start getting into draft mode i know a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other people have been in draft mode since basically playoff started, um, mm-hmm. back in January. We have held off on that for a reason. Uh, we, we just did not want to be doing that because everybody else was doing that. So we've kind of stayed away, really focused on the playoffs, really focused on all the free agencies, um, and free agents. So, um, we'll get into it and that'll give us what, roughly six weeks or so before five, six, five or six weeks before mm-hmm. the draft actually happens. We will be breaking down plenty of players, plenty of team needs now that free agents have signed. So uh look forward to doing that.
0: Yes, sir. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Episode 101.
1: 101. Now
0: complete. Here we go, baby.
1: Here we go. All right. We uh, we appreciate all you guys. And tonight we've been talking about love.